Things are looking good for billionaire electric car maker Elon Musk. Earnings are up, so is the stock. Electric cars are potentially big business, and other companies, guess what, they want in too. 2018 is set to be the year the world fully embraces the electric car. Our vision for a better future through sustainability is equally bold. We're investing $10 billion to expand our green car line. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the electric vehicle market in the United States. Over the past 10 years, there was a consumer demand of 2% that's seen very little growth, but yet a lot more mandated government regulation towards incentivizing consumers to purchase these electric vehicles. One specific reenactment that Obama administration implemented was the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act that allocated $90 billion to clean energy investments. Additionally, they used loan guarantee program throughout the 2005 energy policy to incentivize private companies to develop cheaper technology to help increase the consumer demand for clean and renewable energy sources, including the likes of electric vehicle market. And here's our first interview with Professor Rick Klotz of Colgate University discussing some of the policies on electric vehicles. All right, Professor Klotz, how are you? I'm very well, how are you? Doing great. Um, all right, so we got some questions about the electric vehicle market yeah. um, that we wanted to discuss with you. So the first one is, what are some of the major barriers stopping the growth of the electric vehicles market in the United States? Uh, just so there's sort of the issue like the technology doesn't necessarily meet a lot of people's driving needs yet in the sense that you know what does a Tesla go 100 miles 150 miles you know, so that can get a lot of driving but there's also a lot of driving that, that that doesn't do like that doesn't get you from New York to Massachusetts or or something like that um, and so then you're running into a situation where you have to have like you know charging stations along the way and so you need that network um, and then you have to figure out, you know, people have to plan their trips more accurately to so figure out where the charging station is, take a break there for a longer time than they might normally do if they're filling up for gas, and then continue on. So it seems sort of like, you know, with, with gasoline-powered cars, we have the infrastructure in place to, to work for them. We have gas stations everywhere, and like, so it's very easy to fuel up, whereas in electric cars, this is like, you know, we, we have the electric car technology, but we still don't necessarily have the the charging station technology as distributed as it, as it might be. Like, I think that, and I mean, I think cost is still an issue. Like, you're talking about, you know, Tesla's not the really the right comparison here. For Like, it, to go real mainstream, you need it to be priced relative to some, you know, gas-powered cars, and those cars can be pretty cheap, depending on which model you're looking at. All right. Um, also, on top of that, um, what do you expect, or what do you think could be, um, the economic benefit to the U.S. if there was a major shift to electric vehicles? In terms of like carbon pollution, also a potential benefit, but not as obvious at this point. Um, so it depends, like so my understanding is that, like sort of the CO2 benefits of an electric car depend heavily on where you're driving. So if you're driving it where you get your electricity from coal, maybe it's not all that beneficial. If you're driving it where you get all your electricity from wind or hydro, potentially very beneficial on a CO2 balance. Um, with the gas-powered car, it's impossible to make them clean in the sense that they have to burn gasoline. So, like, we're kind of stuck with that technology. With an electric car, if you're running these cars on the, off the electricity grid, then you have the potential to clean up the electricity grid, and then that cleans up the transportation system. So say there is a push for this. Um, we clean up the grid, and there's, there's 
it seems like it'll be a, a positive externality if we can switch to electric cars. How do you think the government should go about incentivizing consumers to purchase these to try and offset the price in comparison to, to gas cars? Yeah, I mean, so there's two ways of thinking about this. So on one hand, you have sort of a new technology, right, that's competing against an established technology and you want to get it into the market so it starts like developing, right? So we want electric cars on the road so we can get the network established, potentially getting more. We can, you know, start learning about how these things operate and how to extend their range and all these sorts of things. Um, so that would, that, you know, the economic argument there is like, you know, we need some sort of subsidy to get more of these out there. And so that's one hand. On the other hand, you have this issue where like the reason environmentally we want these cars is because we think they produce less emissions than the alternative. And so the issue with a subsidy is that you're just like paying people to purchase the electric cars, but you're not really changing the, you're not really doing anything to disincentivize people from driving the other cars. Um, so, you know, subsidy works to try to shift people away from the dirtier cars, but it's maybe less effective than you might want because it's not hitting the channel that's just trying to make the electric cars more expensive to drive. I think the other thing on the subsidies is, you know, you really have to worry about who's getting the subsidies and whether you're really incentivizing people to purchase electric cars or you're just giving money to people that would have purchased electric cars anyways for it. You know, you, on the margin, you're getting some people to purchase the, an electric car that wouldn't have otherwise, but you know, a big chunk of the people buying these things at this point probably like either are really environmentally conscious or in the Tesla case, they just want the Tesla because they think it's cool. So a better solution would try to be to incentivize, uh, incentivize buying electric vehicles for markets that don't have a lot of electric vehicle drivers, but along with that, you'd also have to clean up their electricity grid. Right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you thank uh, taking your time. Thanks a lot. All right. A big thank you to Professor Klotz. Uh, that was awesome having him on to talk to us about the electric vehicle market. And, you know, guys, I think one thing that was really interesting that he talked about was the charging stations and how they can pose a technological barrier um, as these electric vehicles still have a limited range um, on a certain amount of charge. And I think it's it can be an inconvenience for people uh, that have to stop and charge their electric vehicles every so often, depending on how far they're traveling. And I think it can be frustrating for people when they go to different charging stations um, and these charging stations can give you a different output of miles per hour of charge. And so I think the technology definitely needs to improve there to get more people to buy into this electric vehicle market. Um, but I don't know, Rory, what else do you have to say? Yeah, I think on top of that, um, he brought up a good point. The whole idea of incentivizing consumers to purchase these electric vehicles is it's supposed to provide us a cleaner electricity source and energy source. But a big issue with the U.S. right now is it's it's very region specific. So you look at a place like California, where they consume a lot of solar energy, as opposed to a place like North Dakota, where they are very heavy and intensive on their carbon intake. And he brought up a good point in thinking, the cheaper electricity is in the regions where it's actually counterproductive, and we're not going to see a reduction in our carbon emissions. And right now, as of last year, renewable energy only comprise about 10% of the US's energy source. And if we're really trying to cut down on the negative externalities included with these car and gas powered vehicles, then I think it's important that we really evaluate and see if these energy sources are actually gonna clean up our grid. Um, what do you think, Raj? Yeah, I think uh, going off of that, um, another issue that the electric vehicle market's having is 
the government intervention isn't necessarily um, producing the optimal output right now, and we're not actually eliminating all the negative externalities as efficiently as we could be. Um, and in order to do so, uh, we need to kind of revitalize our tax and subsidy policies from a national uh, and state level. So I think one of the ways that we can make it more efficient is if we both combine a tax and a subsidy. So if we kind of shift towards a carbon tax to decentivize people buying diesel vehicles, I think then we'll see kind of an increase in people buying into these electric vehicles uh, and the market will shift in that general direction. Um, and I think that's a really good segue into our next expert, uh, which is Raj Mahe, who's a software engineer at Tesla. And he can kind of speak to the clean energy uh, Tesla as, as a company and kind of where they're moving um, in, the, in the near future and also to the effects of a potential carbon tax as uh, he is from British Columbia uh, in Canada where they currently have a carbon tax. All right, so uh, Raj, we're gonna ask you a couple of questions. So the first question uh, we'd like to know a little bit about is what do you think sets Tesla apart from its competitors uh, within the electric vehicle industry? Yeah, that's a great question. So I do have to say that my views are representative of myself and not necessarily Tesla as a whole. But what I think sets us apart is firstly our supercharger network. So we have a network of uh, chargers across the U.S. and that really gives us an advantage in terms of people being able to charge their cars. Yeah, so do you think that um, because Tesla kind of became such a dominant force in this industry and stirred up so much uh, interest um, over the past couple of years, the, the competition um, is actually going to end up uh, increasing um, the national development um, in electric cars and uh, ultimately increase um, consumer spending um, on electric vehicles? I do think so. And that's based mostly on the fact that at the moment, uh, electric vehicles tend to be more expensive than a traditional vehicle and require infrastructure upgrades. They require energy upgrades and they require more manufacturing jobs as well as uh, just the general uh, cost comparison and parts comparison to a IC or internal combustion engine vehicles. Okay, and then just one last quick question. Um, how do you think the government, uh, specifically in the United States, should incentivize consumers to buy electric vehicles? Do you think that um, it would be more effective to subsidize these vehicles and kind of make them more accessible? Or do you think um, conversely we should kind of introduce more like of a carbon tax to basically make diesel, diesel vehicles more expensive? Um, so again, my views are my own and don't represent Tesla specifically, but if you look at uh, countries like Canada that do have carbon taxes, I think they are working effectively and that money is being reinvested into subsidies specifically so i think if you put both together then you have a means of funding the subsidies and i think both together is the effective option gotcha all right well thank you very much for speaking with us um your answers were very insightful thank you for having me a big thank you to raj mahe a software engineer at tesla for speaking with us all right, so I think uh, both of our interviewees uh, brought up some great points. And uh, I think one, one thing that was clear is that the technology in the U.S. and 
uh, in U.S. charging stations needs to be improved in order to help motivate buyers and consumers in the U.S. to continue to purchase electric vehicles in order for the market to expand. And I think this will come with time, but the current technology just doesn't provide enough efficiency. Um, and it's not, it doesn't provide the consumers with enough of a motivation to purchase electric vehicles right now. So yeah, and I think with uh, the prevalence of climate change and that being a big part of most most political parties agendas is it's clear to see that we need more government intervention in terms of investment in research and development. Um, looking at the model of BC and Alberta, it's clear that these carbon taxes provide the necessary revenue to make these investments to improve the electric vehicle market. And I think it's just going to be a matter of time. And, and I don't know, Raj, what you think in terms of the, the political aspect and, and how these regulations and laws might be passed. Yeah, so obviously there's definitely work to be done um, in Washington, D.C. in order to increase the demand uh, nationally for electric vehicles, uh, whether it be from a policy standpoint or whether it be from a technological standpoint. But I think one of the biggest barriers for the United States market is the, the way that our, our government system's set up and kind of how the American consumer has this idea that they have, they have their freedom to choose what they want. Uh, they, we have a free market here, and I don't think the, the public would react well should the United States government say, you know what, we're going to ban cars, ban diesel cars moving forward, say, by 2030, um, kind of like other countries have done. Um, if you use China as an example, uh, China is planning on banning diesel vehicles moving forward. And, you know, that's a country where people don't really have the right to protest. Whereas in the United States, uh, I think there would be a lot of people up in arms. Uh, and another thing is, obviously, with our current um, administration, I think uh, with, with the Republican in office um, and the Republicans controlling the Senate and the House of Representatives, I think that it's going to be a major barrier, at least for the time being, to get uh, any sort of action to incentivize electric vehicles because that generally is not uh, on the forefront of their agenda. So I think maybe after the midterm elections um, and perhaps after the next presidential elections, should a more uh, environmental conscious um, president be elected, should more uh, progressive Democrats enter the House and the Senate, maybe we'll be seeing changes moving forward. But I think for the time being, uh, it's clear that we have a lot of work to be done if, if we want to see the electric vehicle market uh, flourish within the United States uh, and be as competitive as it is within other countries. So that's, uh, that's it for our podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe, uh, recommend a friend, and yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank Thank you.